here in the heart of the jungle, we find one of the most interesting creatures of its kind. Amazon PPC Advertising. Buried deep amongst the undergrowth with its campaigns and targeting, lay hazards like keywords without conversions, unprofitable ad spend, and a mountain of ever-evolving complexity. But if you look beyond the obstacles of life here, there is hope and opportunity. We will journey to every corner of Amazon ads to explore and share the greatest treasures the jungle has to offer. This is the Amazon PPC Den podcast. Imagination, we experienced technical difficulties in the making of this podcast. Please excuse the audio and video quality, but thank you so much for understanding. And now, let's get to the show. What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the PPC Den podcast, your podcast for all things Amazon advertising tips, tricks, and strategies. I am super stoked to have Elizabeth Green back on the show, incredibly talented agency owner over at jungler.com. That's J-U-N-G-L-R.com. Friend of the show, friend of mine, and uh, frequent guest co-host of this year podcast. Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm super stoked to be here again. Uh, This is going to be a really good one. Yes. Uh, This topic that we're going to be talking about today, I think is so interesting, so insightful. And it's part of the reason why I love doing the show and like talking to so many smart, talented Amazon marketing folks, because we can get to a point where we really leave no stone unturned. And this is a topic that I've never talked about on the show before, something that we've both seen a lot and probably something that's been on a lot of people's minds, which is, drumroll please, how to approximate and estimate what you'll be spending, how many orders you'll be getting, how many, what your approximate A cost will be before you launch a campaign. So today we're going to be getting at our crystal balls and try to view into the future, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of marketers, when asked to do forecasting, um, it makes us a bit nervous, not because we don't understand the numbers or don't know how to plug them into forecast models, but because we can never 100% guarantee what a specific result will be or completely guarantee that we can um, replicate a result again, like say for a new product or, you know, cross something else in your marketplace. That being said, it's not that we don't know how to do it or we don't know how the numbers are going to work together. So um, in this episode, we'll start digging into it so you can actually go through um, and you can start doing this forecasting for yourself. And the cool thing is not only are you going to get forecast models um, by doing Doing this sort of math um, and inputting maybe a different conversion rate or a different click-through rate, you'll actually be able to visualize how those different numbers can drastically affect um, kind of the outcomes of what you can expect, which can kind of give you a better idea of why they're so important um, to kind of keep a pulse on. Yes. And I forecast this will be a very good episode. (laughs) Uh, So 
I love I love the point that you mentioned there. Forecasting. You know, what is the within PPC, if we're gonna use the word forecast like a weather forecast, I often think that a lot of people that I know that work on PPC campaigns, myself included, we like to bring all of our tools whenever we're launching a new campaign. And we're going to use a feedback loop. We're going to see what data happens, and then we're going to make the best moves based off the data from that already launched campaign. You know, you get in there, you see an A cost too high, you kind of know where to go and, and what to do and what to look for in order to help bring that A cost down. You want to boost volume, maybe sales volume is a little, little low, you know what to do to go in there and boost sales volume. And that's great. And that's a vital skill. But what about being able to forecast ahead of time some kinds of expectations? And then just like you mentioned, be able to play with some numbers. You know, what happens if you get this conversion rate? What happens if you get an average or above average or below average conversion rate? Uh, how will that change your sales volume? And how will that change your ACoS? What if you get an above or below average click-through rate? How will that change your sales volume and your clicks and your ACoS? I think that's such a fascinating experiment uh, to do, and it's a really helpful, insightful way to you, for you to get some kind of approximation before we launch a campaign. So this is a really cool one, and hats off uh, to Elizabeth. Thank you so much for suggesting this topic. I love it. Um, so let's talk about scenarios. Like, when has this come up for you? Uh, like, why would anyone need to approximate something, approximate a campaign before it gets launched. Why not just launch it and then wait and see? Talk to us a little bit about like when this kind of thing would come up. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I will say that finding this information is pretty tedious. We're actually going to go through at the end of this and tell you, okay, so if you want to approximate your conversion rate, maybe look here, maybe you can build off this data point. Um, but one, I mean, we are, we are going to put the disclaimer that these are approximations. Um, and so I, as I kind of said in the beginning, um, as marketers, we may get a bit nervous to forecast mostly because we don't want to delude anyone. Um, we don't want to promise something that we can't deliver on. Um, I think that's very important to me. I know that's very important to Michael. It's important to a lot of really good marketers out there. So that's why when anyone is hesitant to do this, that's the underlying reason, not that we're, we don't believe in the results that we can achieve. Um, so this is, you know, tedious. Um, but there are certain times where I think it's very important. And I think there's a couple different scenarios. One of them is going to be when you have a set budget and you need to determine how you can spend that budget. So maybe for large accounts, you might have a set advertising budget for the year and you need to hit certain goals. Um, and so this can kind of tell you how much you can spend, where you should spend, if those sales goals and those spend goals are even realistic for your marketplace, because that's very important. Not only are you looking at um, like what your numbers are, but this should also kind of help you take into account what market you're getting into 
um, and kind of what's possible in that market. And then the other scenario is also going to be kind of the flip side of that, um, which would be new sellers coming into the market. Um, and maybe you have a very limited budget. Maybe you only have a certain amount that you can spend. Um, and sometimes if you go through and you'll just follow um, the really built out solid launch strategies out there, sometimes that can be a little bit much for your budget. So going through making, you know, kind of doing these forecasting models ahead of time can also give you an idea of, oh, if I launched on all these keywords, this is the budget I would need. Maybe I don't have that budget. So maybe I should just pick a subsection of the keywords and then start there and kind of work my way out from that. Yes, uh, I love that. It's really cool that data has progressed. Amazon's tools specifically, uh, we'll mention a few in this episode, their tools have gotten a little bit more refined where you can see actual search volume and actual average keyword conversion rate right inside Amazon now. Um, Because in the past, you would go use a third-party tool, get approximate search searches per month, and then you can kind of like extrapolate like which ones to go after. But here now, some of the tools just baked inside Amazon uh, are now able to give us data that we didn't have access to before, allowing us to really make good approximations. Um, And I, I can envision this sitting down Uh, with a client or a boss, or you're just trying to do some thoughtful research, trying to say, well, if if my conversion rate is above average, this will happen. If it's below average, this will happen. Uh, And then you can go on, you know, the mission to to increase your conversion rate, to to get a higher conversion rate. And it allows you to approximate things that you couldn't really do before. Um, So we're going to be sharing a Google Sheet in this episode. It should be in the description uh, of these notes, of the show notes. And with it, you'll actually be able to follow along and see what we are looking at uh, together. So don't do this if you're driving, but uh, if you're (laughs) at home at a desk, uh, definitely pull up these notes because we'll be walking through them uh, together. So we call this our search and orders approximation 3000, which is a, a, this is version 3000. Um, (laughs) And then um, the last thing you mentioned too is, of course, these are approximations and you always want to take them with a grain of salt that you may be accurate or you may be way off. Um, So with all of that, let's actually walk through the components of setting up these pre-approximations before you launch a campaign. So Elizabeth, walk us through to the sort of first section. You know, so what what are we doing first when we are planning for an approximation? Like, what do we have to do to kickstart this? So the main and important thing you would want to find is the keywords you're advertising on, and then maybe sort of an approximated search volume, um, because this can wildly change based on whatever market you're getting into, how competitive the how competitive the keywords are that you've chosen to go after. Kind of my first point where I said, if you have maybe a slower budget, you want to go after lower keywords, and that's going to typically be going after a bit less 
competitive keywords. And oftentimes that means a bit less search volume on the keywords. Um, so depending on where you are, if you have a budget that you are directed that you need to spend monthly, maybe you want to go after a little bit higher targets. Um, or the other thing that could be interesting is just to find targets that you've identified as one you want to go after. And then you can just plug those in and determine, does my budget support this? Um, and then use it kind of as a reverse analysis that way. Yeah, exactly. So you're absolutely right. Step one is to get a list of keywords that you want to target in this particular new uh, campaign. And then put those approximate search volumes. Now the question is, where do you get approximate search volumes? Um, we've talked about doing keyword research on this show. Uh, in fact, two episodes ago, I did an episode with Brent uh, from AMZ Pathfinder, and we talked about this very topic, like where to go get different kinds of ideas for keywords. And we'll briefly go through a few different places where you can get search volume. Um, one thing that I'm really excited about, this is a relatively new tool. If you don't have it, I would contact Amazon to get it. It is inside Seller Central in the growth drop down, but it's the product opportunity explorer. Uh, and the reason why I like this the most, um, is because it comes directly from Amazon. And when you're using this sort of product opportunity explorer, you can type in something. Um, so whether it be product, a particular keyword. So I typed in, you know, heart sunglasses, and I'm actually able to get search volume directly from Amazon. So I can see that the word heart sunglasses, it has a search volume over 90 days of 51,000 searches. This is directly from Amazon. This is really nice. Uh, it also gives me the conversion rate of that keyword as well. And it also shows me related terms like heart sunglasses, heart glasses, heart-shaped sunglasses, heart sunglasses for women. And I can see search volume for all of these. So I can sort of copy and paste this. Unfortunately, there's no export feature here, but I can copy and paste this in and I can build up a little keyword list of, you know, 10, 20, so many keywords, depending on how much time I want to spend on this, but I can drop those in directly from the product opportunity explorer. Um, so this is a tool I'll probably be coming back to and using more and talking about on the show a bit more here. Really like this tool it comes straight from Amazon. It's pretty neat. So that's one place to get these search approximations uh, and probably a place that I'm liking the most these days because it comes straight from Amazon. Uh, but there's lots of other options, aren't there, Elizabeth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's quite a few other uh, third parties out there for keyword research, some awesome ones. Um, once we use Helium 10, there's Jungle Scout, Merchant Runes, uh, Merchant Words, Zonguru, yeah. just, I mean, the list kind of goes on and on. There's plenty of, of good ones out there that you definitely can use. I have to say, I am really loving um, Amazon's kind of current trend on not only giving us more tools, but a lot of the um, new features and things they've come out with is giving us actually better insights into you know different yes. data points we really couldn't approximate. There really wasn't any good models to calculate this um, directly. So I'm, I am really excited about kind of the future and the other things that I'm sure they'll come up out with this year. Yeah, I'm I'm very stoked on this too. The new brand metrics dashboard, this product opportunity explorer dashboard, uh, it just, being able to get data from the source uh, is always pretty darn exciting. So you can build, you know, if you're following along on the spreadsheet that was in the show notes, you have the list of keywords, you have the approximate search volume right next to it, and then you would sum that up. So this is 
all of these searches total approximate monthly search volume. And then what's really interesting is that you can then go and approximate a few things. You can sort of say, well, what's the best case scenario? Imagine if I had a great click-through rate, uh, if I was able to get relatively inexpensive CPCs, if I had an above average conversion rate, and again, you can get the average conversion rate right from the Product Opportunity Explorer now, like for heart sunglasses, it approximated 10% was about the average per term. So like heart sunglasses, the search conversion rate was 10.6. Heart glasses, 9.8. Heart shaped sunglasses, 10.8. What we did for just this exercise was we just sort of said, okay, like if the average is about 10, imagine if we were above average at 12%, um, you know, you can punch in your average order volume. And then from there, you, it's simply a matter of, you know, mathematics. So if your click-through rate is 0.7, well, 0.7% multiplied by the amount of searches that you got would give you your amount of clicks. And so that's how we sort of went through this exercise. So if you had a 0.7% click-through rate on about 300,000 impressions, you would end up with about 2,100 or 2,100 clicks. And if you had a approximately a $1 CPC, you'd end up spending about 2000 bucks. Now, this is really interesting too. You know, we were thinking about, you know, where can we get approximations for average CPC? This was an interesting question. Obviously, once you launch it, you'll know your average CPC, what that will be. Um, but since we're trying to predict it, what are your thoughts on trying to predict what the average CPC will be? Because it's not something that's in the Product Opportunity Explorer. Yeah. Definitely. Um, that one's trickier. Um, so I, we were talking before we press record and I think there's probably two ways you could possibly do it. One way is only going to work if you have a like product. So there's often brands where you're launching a product that's very similar to what you already have. Um, and so they'll maybe share a lot of the same keywords in that scenario. Um, I think it's not terrible to go in and look at what your average cost per click is for that, you know, your other variation or that other product. Um, the asterisks on that would be you're assuming if you've already been running your ads for a while that that product is well optimized. So you would want to add maybe a couple points or so to your average cost per click. But I think that's probably a good approximation. Um, the other thing to do would be to go into Amazon and look at the suggested bids. So what you could do is you can go in, um, you can click create sponsored product campaign. You don't have to launch it, but you would just put in whatever that ASIN is for the product you're launching. So Amazon kind of scans that product. You could either look at what their suggested um, keywords are and those suggested bids for those keywords. Um, and then one thing we talked about is there the, there's the new option to sort by clicks or sort by orders. Um, we were kind of brainstorming and saying we would probably rather sort by orders because we're assuming Amazon's assuming that those are the keywords that are going to bring in kind of the best conversions for our product. So that's one way. The other thing you can do is also input your list of keywords that you've selected and then you can take a look at what the average cost per clicks are on those keywords and again this is an approximation um, but i think it gives you a good solid basis to kind of go off of 
Yeah, I, I like the uh, method of taking the keywords that you just got, putting them into the you know campaign creation flow inside Amazon. Again, you don't have to launch it at this point, but if you drop them in, it'll tell you what the you know suggested bid. And of course, take the suggested bid as an approximation too, but like heart sunglasses, like best case scenario, uh, it suggested that I can probably get clicks for about a dollar. Um, so that's what we punched into this spreadsheet. So if I'm getting sort of like the cheapest clicks, it would be at a dollar. Uh, the CTR is difficult to get. That's just a, an approximation. Uh, but we figured if you have an above average sponsored products click-through rate, you probably have a 0.7% click-through rate. So then you, we worked our way through, worked our way through, you know, if you had an above average click-through rate, if you got pretty cheap clicks, if you had an above average conversion rate, you'd be getting, you know, 253 orders from the 300,000 impressions of the keywords that uh, we listed here. If you had an average order value of about $30, you'd end up with about 7,500 in revenue, giving you an A cost of 27%, best case scenario, high CTR, high conversion rate. So you can sort of take that information. And what I think is most valuable is not only looking at best case scenario, you know, what's traffic. It, sometimes it's not useful to know what the traffic is going to be uh, if you're driving home. If you only got green lights along the way, sometimes it's useful to say like, well, what if there's going to be a traffic jam? And what if I hit a lot of red lights? You sort of want to know what you are could potentially be in for. So we really recommend you take that and then you build like a medium case scenario and a worst case scenario. Um, and Elizabeth, why don't you walk us through uh, how we sort of thought about setting up these like worst case scenarios or mid case scenarios? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I want to say I I really liked your idea on building out like these three levels and what it looks like, um, because the reason why the forecast models are not you know, like we're a little bit hesitant to say that this is exactly how this is going to play out is not because the math isn't solid. If you got exactly that click-through rate, if you got exactly that conversion rate, if you got exactly that cost per click, your numbers would work out to be exactly what this model forecasts. So the reason why forecast models might not be 100% accurate would be that it's really difficult to determine exactly, you know, what the click-through rate's going to be, what cost per click can we get. So by looking at maybe say best case, mid case, worst case scenario, it gives you a good idea of maybe kind of the spread. Or if you end up with the worst case scenario on like, say your conversion rate isn't that great, maybe you can brainstorm on how I can bring that up a little bit to influence, you know, better numbers overall. Um, so I, I, I really liked that, you know, we're, we're kind of taking a look at it from all angles, which again, should give you much better information when doing some sort of forecasting. Um, but yeah, so going down the line on the things that we did, so approximate click-through rate, um, as Michael said, there's no real way to my knowledge to really go through and determine this, you know, like the average cost per clicks, okay, go, you know, go plug that into a campaign, see what comes up. Um, but just given 
are kind of understanding or just being able to view a lot of accounts um, and just kind of seeing what do average click-through rates look like on maybe some of the best accounts, maybe some of the mid accounts. Um, so we kind of split the difference in a way um, and came up with an approximate click-through rate on mid is like a 3.8. I would say that's average to roughly, you know, maybe even a little below average depending, but I think that's a good rough average for starting out. Um, again, we're assuming this is a launch so you probably don't have as many reviews there's not as much proof on the listing just the reviews that yes this product works well so i think that's a good approximate click-through rate to go with um the other thing we are assuming is that there's a higher cost per click in this kind of our mid-tier scenario. So we just added 25 cents to it. Again, we're assuming it's a little higher. It's not drastically higher. Um, and I think that's a good benchmark to go off of. And then we're assuming that the conversion rate is lower. Um, again, we're looking at averages here and averages we've seen on Amazon to be roughly about 10%. Again, this is kind of going off of us being in a bunch of accounts, kind of seeing what the market averages are so I think it's it makes it for a good like mid range yeah uh, and it's so interesting to see this you know for average CTR we said best case scenario would be 0.7% average it might be 0.38 and worst case scenario would be 0.2 and that changes the amount of clicks that you can get from these set of keywords pretty dramatically you know we went from over 2000 for best case scenario to 600 in the worst case scenario. And then you further do your analysis. You say, well, what if my cost per click moved from a dollar, which is average to like, or I'm, I'm sorry, a dollar, which is best case scenario to a dollar 25 to a dollar 50. Now all of a sudden you'll be spending more per click. Um, so our spend moved from actually about 2000 in the best case scenario, because we had a lot more clicks to about 900 in the worst case scenario. So we're actually paying about 50% more per click. So we're, we're technically getting like fewer clicks and we're spending um, you know, more per click. And then we went into, well, if Amazon's telling us the average conversion rate is 10, so that means best case scenario might be 12. That means worst case scenario might, might mean lagging behind at like a 7.5. Now all of a sudden we had fewer clicks so instead of 253 orders in best case scenario, we ended up with about 50. So our, you can see the A cost difference between our best case scenario of 27% and our worst case scenario of 67%. And I think, the, I think this is so true for Amazon ads that like the best case scenarios, like the leaders for a particular search or a particular niche are way ahead of sort of the you know bottom 25% to the point where it's like you're bidding on the same keywords but the best case scenario they're getting like you know almost triple the amount of clicks and almost a third of the a cost so i can see myself using this kind of approximation which by the way once you have the spreadsheet laid out which definitely get in the show notes once you have the spreadsheet laid out you can play with the numbers and prepare one of these things and probably under 10 minutes. Um, so when you're talking to a prospect or you're talking to your boss or you just want your own knowledge of what to expect before you launch a product or launch a campaign, you can see the spread and you can have the conversation like, hey, I'm going to do everything on the PPC side to get the PPC dialed in as best as possible. But at the same time, 
imagine what would happen if you had a higher conversion rate. And then you can start that conversation about, well, how do you get a higher conversion rate uh, on Amazon? And you can have that conversation. So that way you're not thinking of PPC as the only lever that you can pull on to improve your business, business success on Amazon. You can tie that to, I'm doing this more and more recently. I'm tying PPC metrics to non-PPC metrics. You know, conversion rate is kind of a non-PPC metric. It's heavily dependent on the product, the product's market fit, the product title, description, images, reviews, so on and so forth. And I think tying that directly to like PPC estimations and approximation is something I'm going to do so much more of in 2022 and beyond. Because by connecting these two things, you can really make it clear how much your conversion rate will influence your ultimate ACoS. And conversion rate is really a, a metric that supersedes just PPC. So for nothing else, like this is probably the most insightful thing here, because uh, then you can start playing around. You could say, okay, what if I have above average cost per clicks, but my conversion rate is average or my conversion rate is above average. Um, you can really start playing around here and just see the impact of click-through rate and conversion rate for a particular family of keywords. So I, I love this activity. And once you set up this spreadsheet, it's not going to take you that much time to do this level of approximation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And the other thing that I think um, is good to note, so click-through rate, it definitely is determined by what keywords you're showing on because I think the more that your product speaks to the market of the keywords, you're definitely going to see a better click-through rate. Um, click-through rate also is kind of determined like where you're showing up typically speaking you get better click-through rates at the top of search not always but oftentimes that's the case but the other thing that can um, drastically influence your click-through rate would be your main image um, if you have a main image that definitely speaks to the market um you're going to see better click-through rates there now that's not again like michael said that's not on the ad side but that's definitely something else so if you're looking at your ads and thinking oh my goodness my click-through rate is not that great how can i influence it well if you've picked the best keywords and everything you know you feel like you're showing up in the market where you need to um maybe you can also dive into you know main image and see if there's some other way that you can, you know, influence that to get a better click-through rate as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd love to hear your final thoughts. You know, realistically, when do you think in your sort of day-to-day -day work, will you use the sort of approximator spreadsheet that we kind of built? Um, I see, obviously, on launches. I think that's going to be really important, mm -hmm. um, especially for clients who ask... Um, like, you know, because when someone's hiring us, they're hiring us for our expertise and to really, you know, be able to do these approximations for them. And OK, so what can I, you know, what can I expect? So I think it will also give a good way to um, kind of demonstrate like how much budget is needed for certain things. Like if you wanted to do an aggressive launch, let me plug in these keywords and that's what this looks like. Or if we're being a little bit more conservative, maybe we'll plug this one in and we can compare the two. So I see myself doing that. Um, I see myself doing it just for my own, um, information because sometimes there's clients like oh we're just going to launch it i'll let you do that i don't need to worry about it you know do your thing um i still like to know what i'm getting into so i definitely see myself like 
<laughs> making sure I'm doing um, that, you know, that analysis as well. And then also you'll find products where um, you might just have a little bit difficult time of it. Um, it might be that you're, you know, you're struggling to bring down the A cost, you're struggling to bring down um, or maybe get more uh, orders for something. So you might also kind of just plug in what you have. Maybe you plug in what keywords you're already advertising on, plug in, you know, go look at what your average cost per click is, go look at what your conversion rate is and think, okay, so if by bid optimizations, I can bring us down from like a dollar to maybe 98 cents, 89 cents. What does that do for my forecast? Is that possible? Um, and then kind of see what levers you can pull to maybe influence things for the better. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I love this topic. I don't think I've ever seen it talked before, talked about before in the Amazon PPC space. Uh, I love sort of being able to look into the future, make an estimation, and then of course, be able to have all of those other metrics like what happens if CPC or click-through rate or conversion rate move in any one particular direction. How will that change my A cost? It can help you better prioritize goals into the future too. So if you already have actual data, you can actually come back here and, and have even more accurate approximations of the future. So you could potentially already have the campaign launched, throw those keywords that you're already bidding on in here to with your actual click-through rate, conversion rate, cost per click, and then approximate and demonstrate, hey, imagine if we were able to get conversion rate up a little bit. Imagine if we were able to tweak the CPC a little bit. So forecasting tool for sure, uh, even if you already have launched a campaign, there's some utility here as well. Um, mm -hmm. Well, Elizabeth, I love this topic. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, like I mentioned, jungler.com. People should definitely check you out. And uh, I think you're spending, your, your LinkedIn game is quite strong lately. So hats <laughs> off to you for, I don't know how you find the time to have such a strong LinkedIn game. Um, but uh, would you say that people should follow you on LinkedIn? Of course they should. I'm telling them you don't need to answer that. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely. I say if yeah, if you want to snoop and just kind of you know catch my brain on PPC or get maybe just some ideas of what I'm about or what I'm thinking of, um, you definitely can recommend hitting the follow on LinkedIn. That'll be a good way just to kind of see, hey, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, and then if you wanted to kids that are working with us, um, definitely check the website. There's a form at the bottom there. Awesome. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much. Hope to have you back on the show sometime soon. Uh, and until then, have a good one. And I'll be back here next week with more Amazon PPC news, tips, and strategies. Have a good one, everybody. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much.